0: Steady Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome into the show. Happy Friday, March 17th, Friday morning. Thank goodness. What a week it's been. Uh, March Madness began yesterday, as did the Valspar Championship. We'll touch on that a little bit. We'll talk about uh, college basketball, of course. That's what everybody is really paying attention to. And the NASCAR races this weekend. There's actually Formula One this weekend as well. To be honest, we just did not have time to get to it. We did not have time. Which is kind of a shame because, of course, I I really like Formula One and I will watch it this weekend. But uh, as far as betting it and modeling it and following the, the practice and the qualifying, there's just only so much I can do. And that fell off the list for this week. But it's okay. There's uh 25 more races that we'll have plenty of time to get to. I will just start in the val- Valspar. Just talk about that briefly. I thought about adding a couple of live bets yesterday. I did not add anything in the end. But somebody like Spieth I was interested in a live bet on he's four under he's tied for fourth but he's you know one back tied for fourth that was someone i looked at and said "Hmm, maybe that's worth a shot at this point um otherwise our guys really did not play all that great yesterday unfortunately um a lot of evens plus ones just not a great day. Although the guys that played pretty poorly really had the bad split yesterday. So they're going to get out today in the morning, hopefully. Well, they will if they played at the end. Like Brandon Wu plus four. I didn't didn't really expect to see that from him. But he made a mess of the, the snake pit. Three over in the snake pit for Brandon Wu in a four over round. That's brutal. Pearson Cootie, three over. Eric Cole, three over. Those are like kind of some of the names of people we were we were looking at. Um or that we took rather. Wyndham Clark, one over. He started the day like three over, four over as well. Yeah, he was three over on the front nine. Two under on the back. Well, his front nine, he played, uh, he started on hole 10. So, snake pit for him was a bogey par par, pretty good. Justin Suh, sitting at T58 plus one. Actually parred the snake pit. What three birdies, four po- or three birdies, four bogeys for him in that round? So our guys just like really didn't. Nobody had like a great day. Lingmerth plus one. I think the guy we bet that had the best day was, uh, I think we had somebody that was under par, or maybe we didn't. No, maybe we did not. I have to check if we ended up betting Spieth. I thought we talked about betting Spieth. I'll have to check. Go back and listen to the tape and check my my spreadsheet. I thought we talked about it. But uh, today's going to be a big day for that. I think also that the morning group is going to be at a distinct advantage. So if you're looking to get in live on the tournament, <clears throat> I would recommend somebody who plays early this morning. And uh, because by about 2, 3 o'clock, it's going to be 20-mile-an-hour winds. The course was already getting more difficult as the day went on. So I think the guys that go out this morning are going to be the ones that can get a low round. And in our case, a lot of the guys went out pretty late. And we're kind of playing through the afternoon. So I'm hoping that um, you know some of the guys shoot a bit of a better round today, get us into the cut, and then you, know, you never know what happens here at the Valspar. And at this course, you just never know. March Madness uh, Survivor Pool. I so as it closed yesterday. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. As it closed yesterday, I did not do a March Madness bracket. I didn't do one. I'm actually quite proud of myself because um historically I would have had, you know, fifty of them hanging all over the wall. And I looked at it and I said, I don't need to enter Bracket challenges. I just don't need to do it. What's the point? I want to do Survivor. It's a lot more interesting. It's a lot more thoughtful. I'm gonna try Survivor. Even though my chances of winning Survivor are much less than doing the bracket challenge with, you know, my buddies, whatever. Like I've won that before. I'm I won't win Survivor. but i just didn't i just didn't want to do the bracket i think the steady picks group has one too i don't think i joined that either i just i just don't have don't have interest in it right now you know we've kind of fallen off hard of college basketball as this year went on so i just had no interest in filling out the bracket but with all that being said uh i love march madness don't get, don't confuse that and Survivor is the best thing that's happened to March Madness here in a long time. I'm so glad that this was available. And I'm, I just have so much fun with this. So <clears throat> we'll do a quick Survivor segment. Um, <clears throat> we had Tennessee yesterday. Tennessee, they win by three. I didn't see the ending of the game. It was a late one. But I didn't have any text from my, my buddies that I told I had Tennessee that like, wow, you got so lucky. So I'm hoping that it was like a, it was a clear win that just ended up being three points. Anything that's three points is a shot away from, from losing, but you know what I mean. Hopefully that's how that went. So we get through day one with Tennessee along with 27% of the other people. 11.3% had Virginia, who lost to Furman yesterday. Um, 13% of people had Kansas. Um, Almost 7% of people had San Diego. 6% of people had Duke. 11% had UCLA and they get through. The one thing I noticed when these got released and we could see the, you know, because every day that goes by, you can view the percentages. And I couldn't believe how many people were taking one seeds. And that just tells me that there's a good group of this crowd that has no idea what they're doing. Absolutely no idea. I've never done Survivor here before, but I can tell you right now, taking a one seed in the first round is a horrible idea. So between, even a two seed is really stretching it, but between, we'll just call it the one seeds for now. Uh, Houston had 5.23%, and Alabama had 337 Kansas had 13, as I said. And is that all the one seeds that played yesterday? Yes, it is. so like between those it's what twenty percent of the pool, just over twenty percent, maybe twenty one twenty two percent of the pool has already used a one seed. like I don't know maybe that maybe that is the strategy. I don't know. I can't see that being the way to do it, because come if you actually make it substantially far in this in this pool, you will need a one seed to help you. You will need a one seed. It's just it's just that simple. So, I don't know. Wouldn't have been my strategy. We went with uh, we went with Tennessee. I say we because uh, I've been talking to Donnie about it quite a bit. Um, He's kind of been, you know, just a, a sounding board, if you will, that we've been trying to work through this together. So I say we as Donnie and I are doing this. It's good when you have no idea what you're doing. kind of like uh it's kind of like he knows the teams better and I know the strategy better I don't even want to say that because he knows he understands what what to do here but maybe I have a slightly deeper just insight as to how to play survivor but he certainly knows way more about college basketball right now than I do that's for sure So anyway, a lot of people use up the one seeds. I think that was silly, um, but the thing that people always say to me is, "Tom, you, you could have you could have been the thirteen percent that picked Kansas, or you could could have been part of the eleven percent that picked Virginia, and you're out." I go, "Yeah, I I know, but playing Kansas is not the optimal way to do this." The final prize pool for this, by the way, $251,000. We have 2,789 entries when it's all said and done. Um, It is winner take all at the end. $250,000 up for it. That'd be pretty cool, wouldn't it? So you could also argue that being with 27% of people with Tennessee probably wasn't the best idea either. And I get that. I hear that. But Here we are. So for today, Friday, I think we've settled in on Gonzaga. I can still edit Gonzaga. I wasn't sure because it gave me both options uh, yesterday morning to pick for, for Thursday and Friday. And I was nervous to not pick for Friday in case they both lock. But they didn't work that way. So Friday today. I can still edit and change. We have Gonzaga right now. Which is a three seed over the 14. I think that's what we're going to stay with. I'm almost certain. Again. I, I hate to use the high seeds. But I don't. We're trying to pick the higher seeds that we don't necessarily see going that far. So a team like Tennessee, we really don't project all that highly. A team like Gonzaga, they might get beat in the next round. As for Saturday, because we can obviously pick Saturday now, Saturday is very difficult. um, Very, very difficult. And this is where, like, you know, you... You kinda of rolled the dice a little bit. So the matchups on Saturday are San Diego State and Furman. Uh San Diego State pretty big favorite. I guess I should bring up the the actual odds here. That might be helpful. On DraftKings they have the win percentages column there, which, you know, translates to a spread or a money line, which I can roughly do in my brain, but um Sometimes it's nice to see the spread. That's why I, I didn't have that, <clears throat> did not have that up. So, let's see here. Yeah, it's just crazy. Saturday's going to be tough. So right now, I, I pick San Diego State at, for the time being. Minus five and a half. That's what they are against Furman. Furman, of course, just upset Virginia. As we go down the list, man, I I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, So obviously Tennessee and Duke. We picked Tennessee. Can't pick them again. Duke is the favorite. Two and a half or three and a half point favorite. That's probably what we really wanted. You know, Tennessee to win and then be a dog in the next one. So I don't think Duke is a terrible pick especially considering Tennessee really didn't play that well yesterday so i do think duke is an interesting option how often in survivor you know how many people are going go to go the tennessee duke you know pick the one team and then pick to beat the team you just picked maybe that's not the best way to do it kansas versus arkansas kansas um Three and a half or four point favorites. This is where it gets this is where it gets crazy. Three and a half or four point favorites against Arkansas. That's a one seed versus an eight seed. Again, not the seeding really matters, but just FYI. Houston, five and a half or six and a half point favorites against Auburn. That's a one versus a nine. You could also pick Texas, second seed Texas. Laying five and a half, of course. This is all on the money line, but I'm just giving you the spreads. Against ten seated Penn State, uh two seated UCLA.
1: What are they laying?
0: Where's that? Uh maybe it didn't quite update with that game. I don't see it on Betstamp, stamp, but UCLA, it's a two seven. They have a 77% chance to win, so I think they're a pretty big favorite against Northwestern. And then number one seed, Alabama, laying eight points against Maryland. So, you sit there and you look at that and you go, what the heck do we do? I think using a one or a two seed at this point is still not an option. Although... Just a little food for thought for for those following along here. I also, as I think about this, this was one of the thoughts that crossed my mind. This might be so incredibly stupid. I don't know, but this crossed my brain. Is maybe it is beneficial to take some of these big, you know, one or two seed now. Some of them, but you got to be careful with the schedule. I guess that's the key. You got to be careful with the schedule. Because when you get to the, you know, Elite Eight or something, and it's and it's one and four Cs playing each other, and whatever it is, ones and twos even. I guess it would be ones and twos in the Elite Eight. Could be. isn't it kind of just a coin flip anyway? Right? Like everything for Survivor stems from the odds, right? The line and the odds. That's what you're playing the game of here. And so would it make more sense to make sure you get through by taking some of the one seeds that you don't think will win the tournament? So if I don't think Alabama is going to win the tournament. Shouldn't I take Alabama right now? Because I'll have the chance, if they make it to somewhere further, I might have the chance to beat them. But Again, you have to be careful that you leave somebody on the other part of the bracket to pick against Alabama. And then you get in trouble if a random seven seed, I don't even know what side of the bracket this is on, but Northwestern gets through pretty far, and ends up having to play, you know, a one or a two seed. I don't know. Maybe I'm. Maybe they get to the Elite Eight, and they're playing the one seed. Now I'm stuck picking Northwestern that I already picked. Now I'm stuck picking Northwestern in a game where they're like 10-point dogs and going to lose. So that's the only thing you have to be careful of. I think if you can pick off, sol- ah, I don't even want to recommend that. I don't think that works. Now that I said it out loud, I don't think it works in the long run. I don't. Because if you start taking one seeds and the bracket doesn't work out to be like, you know, ones and twos and then all one seeds in the final four, if it doesn't work out that way and a random six, seven, eight, ten seed, I don't know, somebody random four seed even comes through, and you're forced to pick the four or five seed as an eight-point dog against Alabama, you know, you're as good as done in Survivor. You really are. Like you can't leave yourself in that position. So that was my long way winded way of saying, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think. I think the strategy is to keep the one and two seeds on the board, even though I I go back and forth because I, I see the point in taking them now a little bit. Because if I get left in the Elite Eight with a one and a two seed, I'm going to be basically flipping a coin anyway. Right? Like, it's going to be, what, a two-point game, and you're just picking the one seed because you have it, and, I mean, you're still just flipping a coin. whereas the win the win probability differential at this stage is much higher like we're about to pick you know a team that's a 5 point 4 point favorite when there's a team that's an 8 point favorite out there that's pretty substantial when you talk about win probability but in the end i believe it's all about keeping teams so we went through saturday I, right now're I'm gonna have San Diego State selected. I don't hate the idea of playing Duke because I don't think Duke is going to win the tournament either and it might be a nice opportunity to you know this is exactly what you want like you wanted to pick the teams that are that are gonna that might lose in their next game. So Tennessee was a perfect pick. they might lose here to Duke. If they did that would be fantastic. 'Cause you want to get the teams that you picked out of the tournament. So anyway, we're gonna leave it with San Diego State <coughs> for now. That is subject to change. If you you know, if you really want to know what we ended up with, you can reach out on Twitter at steady picks underscore Tom. The the NASCAR model's up there. Golf should be up there as well. Enjoy the second day of March Madness, probably the two best days in all of sports. Enjoy it very, very much. I'll be watching. And I'll be watching on Saturday, too. Hopefully, we get through Survivor. Hopefully, we make it to Monday. If we're still here on Monday, we are in good, good shape. So, we'll be back on Monday. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend.